today I'm in kind of a dog mood. I, yeah, I am in kind of a dog mood. You know, yeah? it's just uh, you know I've been uh, going through life this week, and you know it's, just it's like, dark in there. Yeah, this is a strange. This is a strange place. Yeah, but then I'm you know I'm looking at the problems that we're facing. Uh, you know, and and uh, I just have questions as to you know why who who. Whomst, whomst is is in charge here, you know, things like that. So, I don't well, I have no shit. answers. I have no answers. <laughs> That's a fun way to start out the week. Um, yeah. The the good news is that uh, oh, it's the good news. Our buddy Joe Biden mm. has picked his running mate. Here we go. It is one Kamala Harris. Mm. So, um, I know everyone's wondering what our thoughts are on this and what our take is. And we've been gearing up for a, for our take on this. We've been we've been uh, polishing our 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 take crafting tools, mm-hmm. and we've fashioned a very good take about this. And that is that we are joining the K Hive, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. That, yep, yep, yep. Mm-mm. Yeah, we love it. We're getting big, big fa- yeah, big fan of. Uh, I mean, was she even around in the primary to receive votes at that point? I, I don't think remember. she dipped out before the voting started. She yeah. didn't. She didn't well, want to embarrass you know, at anybody. Least, at least you can't say that people voted against you, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we're got him. <laughs> We're, 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 look, we're going to get Kamala tattoos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to narc on every single weed smoker we know. Yeah. Um, naturally. <laughs> the, I mean, look, for those who don't know about the K hive, think of like every negative thing you've heard about the Bernie bros. And then like, uh, scale it up, scale, like basically hit it with some sort of, uh, radioactive force which mutates it into a giant golem mm-hmm. um that's the k-hive is like the basically the k-hive is the most based political movement in existence <laughs> 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 they freaking rule there were huge they're huge chads that go around on the internet just like do you understand just trashing that? people yeah. um i will then, and, eat your ass and i realized like why 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 fight them we need to join them you know yes 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 a lot of people might yes. be disappointed in this but like here's the thing like here's what we're gonna do okay i want everyone who listens to this show to join the k-hive with us mm-hmm and I don't know. Gonna... Is there like an application form or what? Do, I think do, ch- do you change your uh, your profile picture? Do we change like our that? avatars? Do we just put K Hive? I think you put it in a yellow circle or something. I'm not. Is clear. that is that what it is? I I don't. I'm not. Well, let me let me let me let me let me investigate real fast. How to here. join K Hive? Oh, you're gonna be on a list. <laughs> uh, um. 
Well, I'm here on the founder of the K-Hive registered trademark uh, person's account, and yeah. I see no distinctive characteristic, so. Uh, Smart. Although see, it is didn't... interesting that K-Hive is a registered trademark now, so I don't know. Maybe we're going to get sued now. They didn't turn their their uh, their avatars like mint green or anything. They're No. They're smart. You never mm-hmm. you don't even know until it's too late. Right. They're dealing with someone from the K-Hive. Well, like the, here's the thing like we're we're all going to join the K-Hive and what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to join and pretend like oh no, we get it. We get it. We're down. Mm-hmm. We know we know she's actually a leftist and we know that this is a whole she's like playing this thing to in order to like get power. But when she does, dude, bam, the Marxism is coming right on out. Her, yeah. I mean, her her dad is a Marxist. What's what's with the people running these days? These these libs with like Marxist parents. I don't know. Bizarre. That's so that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, we're, we we know that this is this is like I don't know if this is accelerationism. I de- yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, I feel like at this point pretty much anything is accelerationism in some form or fashion. I mean, we're already accelerating, you know? Yeah. Right. But I mean, we here's the thing. We we ha- we tried to slow it down a little bit with like the by giving everybody $1200. Um but now that that's over, we're just like careening back into the cool zone we love it it's like you know we're being sucked into the gravitational pool it's just we're going faster and faster we're being stretched out uh into like little spaghetti sized (laughs) people yeah you're fun this week i you know (laughs) this is a festive moment andrew we're joining the k-hive you should Mm. be more excited about this yeah uh sure (laughs) (laughs) listen i'm tweeting right now i'm tweeting Mm. i know we're not now now the new thing is to tweet about kamala harris oh yeah there was a lot of discourse if you can't beat them join them do i put a comment in there join i think so yeah join um K-Hive. Baby? K-Hive. K-Hive. Yeah. I don't even under... Because it's it's not like Beehive makes sense, but I don't know where K-Hive came came from. It doesn't. I'm not... Why is it a hive, I guess? I'm not sure. I, I'm hoping to receive... An, perhaps that's knowledge that you get when you join, it's like... It's like secret knowledge. Yeah, when you when you get to, like, the, uh, like, fifth level in the K-Hive, then you mm-hmm. receive that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. But before then, you have to get, like, the special ring and the no, learn I'm the just secret excited. Handshake. I'm excited to be part of a group again. I'm excited yeah. to be part of a revolution. To belong, yeah. A po- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't have to be. Not, not the political revolution, because that was Bernie's thing, but yes. <laughs> yeah, this is different. Um, A well, revolution speaking, of moderation. <laughs> speaking of revolutions, uh, they're mm. shutting down the post office. Yep, that's, yep. Uh, it's, here's the thing. You've been using it to vote, and uh, you shouldn't do that. You're not allowed to do that. So, knock it off. It's literally in the Constitution that we should have a post office. 
It is, yes. The people who are like, oh, the, the post office isn't an essential service. It's like, it's literally like in Article 1. Like, <laughs> it's one of the first things they came up with. Like, uh, there's plenty of other things that we, they would argue are essential that aren't even in the Constitution. But, you know, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wild. I mean, it's, um, uh, Trump came out this week and said, I am destroying the post office because people are using it to vote and I don't want them to be able to do that. And the Democrats responded by, uh, saying we are forming Gah. a committee to consider looking into this by forming another committee. It's like, okay, cool. I'm glad yeah. we're moving fast on this. I you know guess. how Trump like always a sort says, of time limit. You know how Trump always says we're looking into this strongly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Democrats are like we're we're researching this strongly. We're we're making yeah. a committee strongly. I I think they should be airing. You know they sh so what wh Joe Manchin, who is kind of a doofus. Um, uh -huh. But I give him props Big for this. He, he went out to a bunch of post offices in West Virginia wearing a, frankly, extremely rad Postal Service mask. Like, I kind of want the mask he was wearing. It's totally mm -hmm. cool. Um, but, you know, he went to all the post offices to talk to people and then, you know, uh, had like a little campaign ad that's like, you know, we are doing We're going to do everything we can and all that. And like, I don't know, just... I feel like there's an opportunity for Democrats to get out there, get filmed in front of post offices and say, like, you know, we're mobilizing to stop this or whatever, because I think I think people tend to like the post office. I mean, you know, as well, I saw the wildest tweet that was like um, the post office has over a 90 percent approval rating, even though it loses billions of dollars a year. And it's just like, yeah. my guy, it's, right. it's not a business. It's like a, it's a service. That's like, right. Yeah. Well, that's, what's galling about it is, uh, Louis DeJoy, the Trump's postmaster general has said that all he's trying to do is like, um, you know, fix a failing business model. And it's like, there is no business model. It's not, what? it's a service. It has to provide universal service to every person in America. Nobody's like, like nobody's out here like. The military loses billions yeah, you of know, dollars a right, year. Yeah, they're like, just spending millions of dollars on planes. <laughs> we don't need these planes. I'm coming in here. I'm slashing the budget, and we're gonna we're gonna outsource a lot of the uh, uh, air force to some private companies. Although we don't really now that need you them say that it that way, they kind of <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, this is the thing. Like, um, I I've seen some like neoliberal takes that are like, uh, oh, well, we should just privatize the postal service or we should just let you ups and fedex do the job but of course ups and fedex don't handle letter carriage at no, all and no. also they don't serve 100 percent of americans which is sort of the point so you know it's like do you enjoy that you can have mail picked up like let's say that you live in a house you have a mailbox up front if you enjoy that you can have mail picked up from that mailbox for free that would probably go away in a privatized system and they would charge you for that in addition to the postage you know they would they would charge you for the pickup and then what's also wild, for the shipment what's wild too is is like those aren't as good jobs like working at the post office is a is, i mean they're yeah, they're not amazing retirement and stuff but you have a retirement <laughs> you know it, it's a union job you know um yeah. i guess some of the, some of the um UPS workers and stuff like that are are unionized too, but it's not it's not anywhere near as strong a union. Um, and and the thing that's that's like that's crazy about it is like people have such a 
a, a limited experience about what it's like, for instance, to live in like rural America, which is funny because they like to fetishize rural America. Yeah, but well, like, we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> you, you, you can't. UPS is not delivering to your ranch in the Panhandle, right? Yeah, like people That's just, just outside their service area. They, they can't mean, be. You know, you're too far away from a distribution center, and it's just like, not economical for them. There's like small towns that I've been to in like Oklahoma or Kansas that that have like a population of like. 300 people right mm-hmm. and they have a post office right but yeah but you're not fedex is not coming out there doing next day delivery you know what i mean it's just like right it's obscene that yeah pe- people don't even have addresses out there mm-hmm. <laughs> you just yeah. have rural routes you know and these people don't even know that these are the people who are supposed to be like you know the smart ones yeah <laughs> Well, the, you know, the thing, too, is that the, the post office, um, you know, well, people get get annoyed because they go, well, all they do is, you know, they bring me like uh, junk mail or whatever, you know, and it's like, well, why do we need a post office? You know, who mails anything anymore anyway? And it's like, I, you know, I take the point that mail volume has been decreasing, but parcel volume has been doing the opposite of decreasing. Yeah. Uh, and like. You know, I don't know if you've bought anything lately, but it often happens that UPS and FedEx give the thing to the post office to do the actual last mile delivery because that's what the post office is good at. And that's what's the most expensive for them. So, like, it's just silly. I mean, someone I've seen a lot of comparisons this week about how many, you know, like pieces of mail that the postal service handles versus UPS and FedEx and like, you know, UPS and the postal service handles more mail on like a daily basis than UPS and FedEx handle in a month. But it's a, you know, we're getting rid of sorting machines. These, these sorting machines that cost several million dollars. We're just getting rid of them because of reasons. We're trying to rationalize our operational uh, efficiency. Well, I mean, you know, like we we shouldn't really take their reasons seriously. They're not really trying. Well, no, to yeah. It. I mean, this is when you look at the postmaster general. I think he owns stock in UPS and also, you know, some other like contractors that are basically competitors with the postal service. So, but I don't even think it's that long, that far sighted. It, it yeah, it, it's mostly this is a way for us to secure power by by you know screwing with the vote that's what right. that's what it is they yeah. didn't start doing this stuff really in earnest under the trump presidency until we all had the we had the coronavirus and we started talking seriously about mail-in voting yeah um, and then they were like then we were like ah wait a minute hang on the only people allowed to do mail-in voting are old white people the rest of you know <laughs> So it's just, yeah, I mean, this, you have a whole vertical here. I mean, we should probably move on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this, this fault kind of falls under it of like, things are bad. Things, things are, they're not great. Um, yeah, this is, I'm in a bit of a dog mood, like I mentioned at the top <laughs> of the show. And this is, this is sort of why I, I'm just, oh boy. yeah, that's just, <laughs> it's just a little uh, bit. So, there. you know, uh, the secret police tactics that we've seen used, uh, I think most notably in Portland, but then elsewhere where like the border patrol is just grabbing people and throwing them in unmarked rental vans and then like yeah. detaining them for weird amounts of time before releasing them. And then 
I guess, I don't know, I haven't seen much of, I know they threatened to expand their presence of like federal law enforcement to other cities. I don't know if they actually carried that out yet or what. Um, I, yeah, it's, I know I've, I've heard of it happening in other places and it's not really getting that much news coverage. Yeah. Unfortunately. Which is frustrating. Um, Trump is of course destroying the postal service. Um, the, the knowledge, the brain trust, the, the, the two of our favorite pundits. Oh my gosh. I just, I just dropped down the, to see on the show notes what it was. And I just had like a physical gag reflex. Matt, Matt Iglesias, who I will note in 2012 wrote an article in salon saying, uh, salon or slate, I forget which saying that we should privatize the postal service says what's very Trump is the way this USPS thing dances on the knife's edge between menacingly authoritarian and just a huge unforced political blunder and then nate silver the numbers guy says i'm not sure whether people are too worried or not worried enough about the post office stuff but it's the sort of thing where the more that people are worried the less need there may be to need to worry and vice versa if that makes any sense i would just like to say uh no that doesn't make any sense um they've they've thought about it the people that we look to to guide us in our views have looked at it and said i don't know this is Uh, something that we talked about on like could be bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is something that we talked about on like uh like one of our first episodes was the idea of tactical framing. Yeah. And how all of these big brain boys they they see everything through tactical framing. They don't see it through material reality. Mm-hmm. So they see this crazy fascist move going on. They see this crazy abuse of power and their first thought is like Oh, how does this look? What are people going to think about? Oh, it? the poll numbers. <laughs> yeah. What? How's this going to affect the lines? Yeah. And right. and it's just such a demented and gross way to see the world that that the only people that can afford to view the world that way are people who are privileged to live in a class that's un, mostly unaffected by this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, one thing I observed this week is that, especially for for Matt Iglesias, he has lived in uh, Takeville for so long, and the takes have been washing over him for so long that, like, he just has opinions about things, and there is no time for context. It's just, you just got to get a take out there, and you can't really think about it in any sort of deep way. The takes must be issued. The takes 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 must must flow. flow. Well, and I feel like also this circles back to uh, what is becoming a theme of this season, which is these people are not that smart. You know, no, these no, are the, and- these are supposed to be the big brain guys. You know, uh, Nate Silver over here with his model and his, you know, his his line and and all that, and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, it could be bad, but it might not be bad. You know, who's who's to say? And it's like, thank you for the thank insight. You. What is the point of you? Yeah, <laughs> it it could be bad, but it might not be if that makes any sense. It's like. Great. I yeah, clear as I want to I want to hear I'm, what they think about de- derechos. Derechos. Yeah, um Iowa was uh harmed pretty severely this week by a derecho. Derecho is is um, you know, something basically analogous to a hurricane in characteristics except it's straight line winds rather than cyclonic winds. Um it destroyed uh uh 43% of the state's soybean and corn crops, which is a lot of, yeah. of of the corn for the country. Um, and corn is not just a thing we eat, of course. It's a thing that also the animals that we eat eat. And it's also something... Soybean and corn also used to produce quite a lot of products. 
Um, well, so and that's, I, I that's my, my car is fueled by corn. I have Your a fuel corn is, car. That's that's true. That's true. I you just do, filled it do. up with my corn. Uh, yeah. What my, what you do is you get a you get a um, couple couple cans of cream corn, just pour it in there. <laughs> just pour it. Get a funnel yeah. and just pour it. In the cream corn. <laughs> it's it, yeah. I get I get what what I love is I get E eighty five and the pump is actually the the um the hose on the pump mm-hmm. and the handle of the pump are yellow. Right. To, yes, to remind me right. of that it's corn, that it's just pumping corn into my car. Mm-hmm. So so there's been uh, basically it's like a um, equivalent to like a category two hurricane that hit Iowa and has devastated it. And um, this has been on the national radar. Not at all or not barely. at all. No. Um, and uh, of course, this is because I was in the middle of the country and uh, none of the media actually care about it as much as they say, you know, they go there every four years and they go, you know, oh, we really ought to start caring about the Midwest more. But then they yeah. don't, you know, they go to a small town diner or they use it as some sort of cultural wedge. We we care about our farmers and things like that, but I mean right. they don't. Yeah, you crap. go to the Iowa State Fair every four years, and you say, "I will do everything in my power to I don't know increase uh, corn subsidies or whatever." Does that make you happy? Can I go now? Great. <laughs> Can Thanks. I go now, you swine? Yeah. <laughs> um. In fact, the the article which is entitled "An Inland Hurricane Tour Through Iowa," you probably didn't hear about it in the Washington Post, is in fact authored by a columnist for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. So they couldn't even get one of their own people out there. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, gusts of 112 miles per hour were recorded. Um, have you seen the have folks you seen power the has been out for over a week or yeah. more. Um, have you seen and, the, the images of the satellite images that you uh, can see the flattened crops? Yeah. Well, I've, I don't know if I've seen the satellite images, but I've seen pictures of fields where the corn looks like it's just fallen like dominoes. It's uh, wild. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I think uh, probably not a good sign. We'll probably start feeling the effects of it in the next month <laughs> or two. Probably um, all just like another really good reminder that we should not just pick one place in the United States to grow all of our cereal crops. Because that's mm, Iowa mm. grows like 80 percent right. of the soybeans yeah, and corn. The, and, well, it's not the breadbasket, but it's the corn basket, the cornucopia, I guess, of the country. Yeah. <laughs> They, I mean, and chickens too. They, I think they do like a huge percentage of chickens oh, I would and, imagine, yeah. and, uh, pigs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's just not so great. So I guess, you know, the, the, the coastal, uh, elites will worry about it when suddenly they don't have any food anymore. <laughs> Cause it's not like they're yeah. getting food locally in New York. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the other piece, speaking of coastal elites, California mm. has, uh, over the past day and and right now we're speaking as it's happening, experiencing uh power s- supply issues for our grid. It's just like it's being hammered really really hard because we've had um the biggest heat wave since like two thousand one. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's in California, the di- the dynamic is that you have the coastal part of the state. And then you have a mountain range that basically runs up along the the coastal side so of the spine state. Spine of the country, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so that side stays generally cool because of the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. It it keeps it cool. But then on the other side, that's where you have like the Central Valley, which is a flat valley that's pretty moderate weather all year round. 
which is where we grow a lot of the stuff that we grow. And then you have the deserts. Like I'm in the high desert. It's on the other side of those mountains um, Mm -hmm. on the Southern part. And uh, usually the inland part of California, it gets into the hundreds and it's pretty hot in the summer. But what's happening is that for reasons that I have don't even, I'm not quite sure yet. um, Well, you know, ultimately climate change. Right. (laughs) The the coastal part of California is also experiencing extreme heat. Like it's going to be like, I think I saw that's going to be like 101, 102 in Los Angeles, um, which is pretty rare for Los Angeles to get that hot. Yeah. Um, And it's, and it's like an extended heat. Like for instance, usually I wake up in the morning and I can open, I open up the house. Mm-hmm. We have the AC on at night and then I open up the house at some point early in the morning to let the cold air, the cool air come in and go through the house and cool it down before we shut it up again. That's like kind of the summer ritual. Right. Um, but well, like I open up the no window <laughs> yesterday, I open up the windows and it was like 80 degrees outside and stagnant. And that's, what's also yeah. weird. Cause usually we have a lot of wind in the desert uh, on this side of the mountains. There's just a lot of wind and it was like completely still stagnant, hot air. And I was like, Nope, closing up. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, yeah, it's like and, and- a very extended oppressive heat. It's very bad. And that's, you know, obviously there are the climate issues involved, but then I'm just wondering, you know, um, like how, you know, the, the state of our grid, it's so bad that California is running out of power. And I'm thinking about like, you know, in Washington and Oregon, where they just have a ton of hydropower that they're probably not using all of. And like, why can't we get that power from there to California? You know, it's not that far. Um, but our, our, our grid and our infrastructure is just so poor that making that happen is difficult. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's still effects from all the California energy deregulation. Well, and national energy deregulation, you know, you know what the um, thing about California is that our, our energy grid has gotten a lot greener. We've moved off of, you know, more like, uh, gas powered plants and we have a lot of solar and wind. mm -hmm. Um, but, we we also have deregulated like the auto industry mm. which is a huge source of pollution and energy usage in California cuz it's like a commuter state right um so that that's created a lot of problems too like the smog and the ozone and the and then you have we have wildfires everything's on fire mm-hmm. so that also increases the heat <laughs> and traps in the heat and screws with the air quality. So it's, I mean, it's just a, not a great place to be at this time. Very bad. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Then, you know, it's like we need to, we should have a grid to the point where we can like take excess power from, like, for example, yesterday when, when California was experiencing um, the worst and started to do blackouts, that's when it was like dark over here. Like, so like, there was plenty of power over here in Michigan to go around because everyone was getting yeah. ready to go to bed. Like, how? Why can't we get that from here to California? You well, know, I don't or, know if electricity can travel that far without because it, it, it's like it's not like it loses like the farther it travels. I don't know. Well, I'm telling you an electrical engineer, of, but yes, that is true <laughs> of like very poorly uh, maintained grid systems. But you know, yeah. 
it's it's complicated, but it's it's also not that complicated. Is my point. Um, I don't know. F- file under. It's not that hard. <laughs> it just needs money, you know. So we just yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Well, the good news is that there's nothing else. But oh no, wait. The list. We're only halfway through. Oh yeah. Um, the coronavirus is still a thing that's happening. Is it? Yeah, it is. Huh. Um, yeah. My, and, according to a lot of my friends on Instagram, it appears that. We're we're through it because they're all partying and stuff. It's oh yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, we're almost reaching 175,000 people who have died in the U.S. because of definitely didn't have a huge scare where they shut down my whole offices and sent us home without telling us why. But we're pretty sure it's because a bunch of people got sick. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, colleges are about to start up again here soon. <laughs> Which Love is that. Very smart. Very smart. I think uh, was it um, North Carolina or one of the one of the universities in the Carolinas that was like day one was like okay we're reopening and we trust you and then like a week later was like haha whoops we got a lot of cases <laughs> that was bad yeah um, so you know that's a whole thing that's happening still um, the Senate has adjourned until September without doing anything for coronavirus relief. Extending the $600 a month unemployment benefits. Uh, they haven't done that. Um, they basically, they're acting like there's no urgency to this situation, uh, which I suppose is true if you're already extremely rich. But uh, for the rest of us, Well, the good uh, news tough. is that uh, 401k balances have increased oh, cool. 14% last quarter. Yeah. We we love to yeah all the don't people. ask don't, don't ask if the number of people who have four hundred one ks has increased or decreased, and don't ask what share of Americans have four hundred one ks. Those yeah, aren't important. Those are numbers. those are yeah those are bad questions to ask. Um yeah um the aid has ended. Uh Washington Post reporter Jeff Stein has been curating uh posts from the Reddit subreddit r slash unemployment. Um, and these are these are what made me sad this week, frankly, is that like there are just a ton of people who are at their wits end and can do no more because they don't have a job. They can't get a job and all the bills are due and they have no money for it. There's and, a lot uh, of people moving too. like I've seen. Um, yeah, which, which I will say uh, now is not a great time to be moving, <laughs> but, you know, I understand it. Um, yeah, well, they're taking I mean, a big risk. Well, mm. no, it's people being evicted, like they have to leave. Right. Oh, well, so yeah, that too. They're like <laughs> yeah, moving right, in with family. Because a lot of the eviction moratoriums <laughs> have expired now as well. Um, I believe the uh, um, student loan deferment was set to end, but then Trump signed an executive order extending it for now until September. Yeah, so uh, you know, whatever's going on there. Um yeah, I don't well, know. Well, at least we're it's making we're making progress on the coronavirus vaccine. Um That's true, yeah. That won't be available until well into 2021. Oh, that's not so good. <laughs> they're saying they're saying uh it it will be ready by the second half of 2021, which Yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah, cool. Very cool. I love it. That's that's this time next year. We're, mm. we're that's that's a year a year more of this. Sounds yeah. fun, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just reading. Uh, you know, uh, this is news from my area of the woods. I'm just on the Detroit Free Press's website, and one of the stories is 
Um, a Pontiac company has had 84 positive cases among its workers. Yeah, cool. Love it. Great. Oof. Um, the Michigan legislature has approved a compromise plan with the governor that would allow schools to reopen. Um, and if they go remote only, they have to revisit that decision every month. I don't, I don't, why are we, we're doing like all the very most wrongest of things and I am so just tired of it. I'm so sad. I'm so it sad. Is, it is, it is not good, but you know what? Let's, let's, this is a good time to take an ad break. Mm. This week we're sponsored by postcards. Hmm. Um, yeah, what, what, you may not know about this, but apparently you can send small pieces of uh, paper. Well, cardstock, yeah. Like cardstock. Like an index the, card, but slightly larger. Yeah, through, you can send that through the postal service mm-hmm. for only um, 35 cents. Wow. Yeah. And they, um, they're often, uh, they come in a variety of designs and, and colors with, uh, you know, you can get some with messages and some, you know, without any messages. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of mementos from like a place that you visited or whatever. Um, you know, or you can just send one that says like, hey, doofus. You, know. <laughs> you could literally send a postcard to anyone that like, do you want to, do you want to bully somebody? Send them yeah. a postcard. Yeah, you can just send them a postcard that's uh, like a, you know, a stylized middle finger that says you suck. <laughs> uh, and they'll send that for you for only 35 cents. 35 cents. It's it's, 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 it's basically, I mean, you can't even get a White Castle hamburger for that much anymore. <laughs> oh, buddy. So I, as part of this promotion, um, I have postcards um, mm. that I'm willing to send. You just have to give me uh, your address. Yeah. So DM me. You, you just have to dox yourself lightly. Yeah, dox yourself lightly by DMing me your address, and I'll send you if you want. If you want, if you want to send to get a postcard from me, I will send you a postcard. Um, you you know where I'm at on the internet. Just search for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, postcards. Um, short for postal card stock. <laughs> hit, hit me with that transition music. <laughs> Postal cards. Uh, did you see that I just did? I issued one of those earlier today. Um, it's because uh, I was shopping on Instacart mm, and mm-hmm. I thought instant cartridge. Mm, very good. Very good. I don't know if I've seen that yet, but I'm I'm currently behind on my tweet reading at the moment. Oh, yeah, I'm so very behind. I'll get I, to that. <laughs> um, so now's the this is this is something fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have in my possession. Uh, something you that you posted to me. Now, I unfortunately, did. this was not through the post office. It was from no, UPS. Yeah, it, yeah. Now, first of all, I want to talk about the 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 large, the large inflatable blue bag this came in. Yes. Uh, so uh, it is remarkably difficult to find a sort of keyboard shaped box to ship something. Yeah. You can find something that's like as long because the keyboard is long and flat. So you can find yeah. a long and tall box, but you cannot easily find a long and short box. Uh, yeah. But I was at the I was at the Target and they had uh, this, which is basically like bubble wrap that is sticks to itself. Yeah. And you just sort of. It's almost like one of those like food sealer things. You just like yeah. seal it up around the thing, and I was like, "Well, that works." Yeah, you know? it was it was pretty incredible. It was um, 
It came in that. I, I, I've, I've removed it from that before the show. Okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I see the box, uh, the box. of this key, this keyboard. Yes. Um, the first the thing bo- we have to confront is that uh, this keyboard does have kind of a dumb name, uh, but we have to remember that mechanical keyboards are designed mainly for gamers. So it's glorious PC gaming race. Yeah. It's I don't. Uh, it makes me grumble <laughs> a bit, but you know. Well, I love I didn't their buy logo. The <laughs> their logo is uh, is a picture of my youngest brother, mm. who is a gamer. So okay yeah he looks exactly like it he's this long hair bearded fellow here right with the high cheekbones that's him mm-hmm. um it's a but glorious what, what modular mechanical a, keyboard yeah a, a yeah it's a glorious modular mechanical keyboard aka the gmmk uh and the reason that i purchased this for you is because number one it's full size so it has uh-huh. all 104 keys including the numpad um yeah. secondly it's backlit and it has of course because it's made for gamers it's rgb backlighting so you Ooh. can uh go nutty R-G-Biv. with it yeah um and and uh what i thought was cool this is a modular keyboard and what that means if you if you take it out uh okay should i open it is what you're saying yeah, yeah. go ahead and open okay. it yeah let's open this Ooh. okay 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 more rappage. Here we go. Oh, it's sticking. Oh, cable. Oh, I see the cables in the back here. Mm-hmm. I got my cables in the back. <laughs> okay. Set the box over there. All right. Well. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So, so the key thing about this keyboard is that it's modular, and what that means is that these switches can be uh, very easily taken out and replaced with different switches. Uh, uh-huh. The objective here being that if you don't like the switches that I picked for you, you can just uh-huh. buy different switches, which are not terribly expensive, and replace them. Because in this case, they just sort of snap in. Um, you know, yeah. with a normal keyboard, with a normal mechanical keyboard, they would be soldered down. But in this case, this- they just snap into place. Sort of looks like, um, it's it's like a black, uh, it's like yeah, a black a, aluminum case, right? With with white keys that yeah. that it looks like um, somewhere between like one of the older Mac extended keyboards, mm-hmm. um, and a typewriter because if it's got like, it the the yeah. keys are like raised above the what would you call that the. The body of the keyboard itself. Right. Yeah. So uh, what do we call that when the, I forget? There's a term for that, but the, the switches are above the frame of the keyboard itself. Kind of a cool look. Yeah. Um, the, the, the keycaps that I got for you, I know that you mentioned that you like chiclet style keycaps, flat keycaps, which yeah. are relatively uncommon, uh, unfortunately, but I was able to find these. Um, we'll see how you like them um uh-huh. as opposed to most key caps these are sort of smooth on top because they're meant they're like meant to be transparent for backlighting um, yeah but they're wow, fairly okay. flat i just plugged uh, it in and it lighted up yeah it, it should be giving you a light show yeah it's, um, i believe there's a uh, in the instructional pamphlet there are uh key commands to change the lighting mode and all that okay, and turn them okay. off if possible but um yeah um, and then, so uh, the switches that I selected for this keyboard are uh, Utemu Silent Sky switches. Utemu. Um, 
So they are tactile switches. So you should feel when you press the switch down, you should feel like a little bump at the actuation point. Um, and then uh, they're silent switches. So if you push them all the way down and let them come all the way back up again, they have like uh, little pieces of rubber that dampen the sound a little bit. So if you go to town on the keyboard, it should not be too, too loud. Okay, I'm just adding it here. And then... Yeah, I think the only thing you may need to do to get it working with Mac is go into the keyboard settings and flip around like the Alt and Command key. Uh, it's not too terribly complicated, though. Keyboard, uh, input sources. What do I do here? Uh, keyboard. You go to keyboard, and then you say uh, modifier keys under the keyboard tab. Modifier, there we go. Modifier keys. Okay. And I think you just have to change option to command and command to option, and you should be good to go with the normal uh, Mac layout. So option to command, command to option. Mm-hmm. And then, there we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now we're cooking with bacon grease. Oh, I like, ooh, this is, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, ooh. You know, I don't know, type something out. and, and Yeah, okay, uh, let me go here. <laughs> type a tweet or something. <laughs> I am oh. issuing a tweet. So the, the yeah, I should, here, I should issue a tweet here. Issuing a tweet. Well, this is very weird, but I like it. It will, you know, take some getting used to, yeah. uh, as, as all keyboards do. But so um, I got you silent switches. So here's like a, a typical mechanical switch that's not clicky. So it sounds like this. And your switches oh, no. will sound... More I like just spilled this. something all over myself. This is the... Oops. Well, at least you didn't spill it on the keyboard. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing. Uh-oh. Okay. There we go. Um, That's fine. So you've got, you've got nice quiet switches. If you take this Yeah, to let me put office. it up to the microphone. I don't... Yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to do, and then I um, my cord hit my cup. <laughs> okay so like yeah it is. yeah not too too loud it should not sound much louder than like i don't know your your typical like dell desktop keyboard yeah yeah so i like it. i mean I if like you this. if you go to town on like one of those apple wireless keyboards they can get kind of loud with the plastic clacking so yeah yeah well so for instance here's comparison here's the Right, that's which is one. just a higher, you know, pitch mainly. So yeah, that's yeah. the difference, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, of course, this is a mechanical keyboard and it's modular, so you can replace the switches, uh, which is neat. And then, as with most, well, basically all mechanical keyboards, you can replace the keycaps as well if you determine that uh, you don't particularly like those keycaps or whatever. It can get you they're a very, different set. They're very but, pretty. Uh, they're very yeah. pretty. This, this, this glowing, the glowing is distracting me at the moment. Yeah. You might have to put it in like a static mode or something or just turn it off. Yeah. There's some combination of function and the, uh, number keys, I think, or something. I'm, I don't remember. I'll have to, re- I'll have to research that later, but thank you. Mm-hmm. 
This is very cool. I'm, I'm excited, excited to, to, to hear uh, more from, you know, you getting to use it for a longer period of time. Yeah. And see how you feel about it. It, it I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just distracted by typing. <laughs> we now begin this the is, typing hour. This is good for the show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just us in the back. Click, 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 click. Yeah. We should just write to each other. We should, yes. For the remainder of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the the next thing we're going to talk about is how uh, everything is now a bank. It is, I've seen yeah. this happening. Everything's a bank. Everything's a bank. Uh, I guess Facebook has formed uh, uh, a division called Facebook Financial. Uh, Nor- normal. Yeah. Formed yeah. to pursue company's payments plan. Uh, they're doing this in conjunction with their Libra cryptocurrency that they're trying to get off the ground as well. Um, so yeah, Facebook's becoming a bank. I guess they're going to want you to start having your money in Facebook and stuff. Um, but of course (sighs) this is, this has been a common thing because there's also like SoFi, the like private student loan refinancing company has like they call them like checking accounts, but they're not actually like bank accounts. It's it's that's the thing with all these things is that everything's a bank, but they're not actually becoming like regulated banks. Instead, yeah. it's like an interest bearing like account that's not FDIC insured or anything like that. So well, they advertise that the you'll point, like get right? higher interest, but then you could also just lose all your money. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, I mean that is the point. They don't becoming a bank is is deliberately a kind of onerous process but instead you can just say like oh well what you will do is we'll give you like a mutual fund account and we'll give you like a credit card so that you can you know withdraw money from it at will or whatever but we'll say like hey you get good interest rates you know asterisk 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 so we we love it we love this trend but Um, then we can do stuff with your money that's the fun thing Right, yeah, we can invest it in, I don't know, special purpose acquisition companies, maybe. <laughs> we love those, yeah. too. Yeah, so everything everything is also becoming a SPAC, yeah. or a special purpose acquisition company, which is something I've been noticing over the last few weeks. Um, and it, it sort of SPACs became in the news because um, Bill Ackman... Bill created a Bill Bill Ackman <laughs> um created a a big uh spac that called a blank check company. Yeah, they've been they they've raised up to 4 billion. So like a spac is sometimes called a blank check company. It's it's basically a shell company that it doesn't do anything. It has no operations. The whole point of it is that they go through an IPO with the intent of acquiring and merging with another company. Right. Um, you, you buy stock in the company and then that stock gives them money to then go to, buy something. To buy another company. But what it does is yeah. it's basically skirting all of the regulatory process that goes behind uh, an IPO. Mm. Hmm. So it's basically allowing other companies to skip all of that because they're going to be purchased after the company's already pub the SPAC is public. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. So it, yeah, it's just, yeah, you just, uh, apparently you can do an end run around the rules. 
for yeah, help it's, anyway. it's basically an end run to skirt around all of the regulations that are, you know, in place. <laughs> but this is the hot new trend on Wall Street, and that's how you know it's bad. Um, right. That's that should be the that's the key indicator, as we like to say. Yeah. <laughs> we, the, <laughs> looking at all the numbers here and going, hmm. 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 The well, line they, of SPAC acquisitions is going up. <laughs> that could yeah. be bad. Well, so like this is what's crazy is um now one in five IPO dollars are in SPACs. Oh geez. So <laughs> that's a lot of IPO dollars. Twenty <laughs> percent of all of the investing in IPOs is in SPACs. So it's basically going to become a replacement for any of the regulation that the, the whole yeah, point just, of doing initial public offering the scrutiny that goes on behind it. I'm just uh, reading this here. It says SPAC activity has been on a tear in 2020. This year has already seen 45 such firms go public and collectively raise more than $14 billion. Uh, more recently, uh, the biggest SPAC takeover yet was closed on July 13th. Uh, a company called Churchill Capital Three purchased healthcare group Multiplan for eleven billion dollars. Uh, so yeah, no, it's great. Um, you know, I mean, here's the thing: if this is something that all the investors are, you know, all the big investors are getting excited about, that means it's just another way for them to loot uh, value from normal people and take it for themselves. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Well, and eventually, the way that these things work is that your retirement your bank you know you, you, like your money the place that holds your money or your retirement or your loan mm -hmm. your debt will have a bunch of its money tied up into this stuff right. so when it yeah. inevitably goes haywire you'll be the one that's vulnerable holding and the bag the, yeah. the holds holding the bag yeah that's that's how this works so because let me tell you if you're like a uh, broker, you don't got to repay commissions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they ain't getting those back. Yeah. Um, you just go, oh, well, whoopsie. You know, listen, investing involves risk or whatever. <laughs> capitalism is a wild thing, man. Uh, yeah. The, the, the craziest thing is this week. Um, so California earlier in I was it in March? Oh, yeah, uh sometime around then, yeah. Voted voted for a proposition that would class so basically the assembly tried to pass this law, something happened, so they made it a proposition so that it went on a ballot that, measure. That I believe that Uber and Lyft got it so that they would like they basically They'd tried to get it. Well, what they I think they they I think so. The assembly passed the bill, and then Uber and Lyft started this campaign to basically put it on the ballot in the hopes that it would get overturned. Oh well, but well, but what happened was the original ballot. So I, we should say what we're talking about. Yes, in California, there is currently now a law that classifies gig workers as employees instead of what they were previously were independent contractors. Yeah. And what that does is it gives those employees more rights. Yeah, um, basically like uh, companies have to provide health care for them, stuff like that now. Yeah, yeah, you know. They're, they, because they they're are actual employees. proper employees, yeah. Because in, in, you know, really that is what they should be. So mm -hmm. 
So they're not happy about this because, you know, basically their business model is just like a SPAC. (laughs) Their business model is, oh, well, we do an end run around the law. Right. So their whole business model depends upon this not being the case. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so like once California passed that law, it said, no, Uber, Lyft drivers, you guys are employees. You're not independent contractors. They sued. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It went to court. And um, most places along the way, the courts have said, no, it's this is the law in place is good. Um, And so what 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 they are trying to do now is they they put a ballot measure forward for this election coming up in November Mm. for to overturn it. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Um, not to overturn it, but to reclassify that no gig workers like are, are exempt from this. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but they, they also tried to put like misleading language into their, their, uh, ballot measure and into the the summary and explanations of that. And that, that got thrown out. It's real nasty. So they're, they're just pissed (laughs) off the law after all the court battles, the law finally went into effect like this week. Mm -hmm. So. They're so mad that now the CEO is saying, fine, we're shutting down in California. Yeah, which is I feel like they think that that's a bigger deal than it actually is. I feel like that's not actually like it's like. I don't know. It's like they need California more than California needs them. Right. Yeah. It's like I mean, there's not even people are, I think, in general, not moving around as much as they as they previously were. So, like, yeah, they it's were like already it's basically going, really... you know what? I'm going to shoot myself in my own foot then. And it's like, well, I mean, OK, I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. <laughs> but it, this is just classic, like. We're going to take like, our ball just, and go home. This is what's called a capital strike. Mm. So they will not they will try to use this. Uh, and it's just funny because, like constantly capital is like bemoaning workers striking right but yeah the moment things aren't well, on their terms withhold they strike your labor that's uh, yeah. you will regret this <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know it's just funny i mean who knows what's going to come of this but it, it is interesting to see this interrelated thing of like when your whole business when your whole economy is based around end runs around actually paying people and yeah. running your business in a above board manner, then it's a farce and it can come tumbling down at any minute. So mm-hmm. I just enjoy reading the PR that like both Uber and Lyft put out for this because <laughs> yeah. it's, I don't know. It's so transparently bad. Um, Uber spokesperson said the vast majority of drivers want to work independently. It's like, Oh, okay. Do you have like data to, to back that up? Or are you just going to assert that? <laughs> <laughs> right. With o- with over 3 million Californians without a job, our elected leader should be focused on creating work, not trying to shut down an entire industry during an economic depression. And then a link a Lyft spokesperson said, "Drivers do not want to be employees full stop." Which again, like are you going to uh, back that up or are you just saying that? Like that's not you can't just say you can't just say these things. Like that's not nah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's so dumb. PR is a really bizarre thing in general i guess <laughs> yeah it should probably just be illegal yeah let's <laughs> outlaw pr yeah so
Uh, that's that's capital strikes this week in capital strikes. <laughs> yeah, Twix. More more <laughs> updates to come. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see more of it. Yeah. Um, on a positive note, uh, I saw a recent poll in California of voters about police reform, and the the numbers they are good. Hmm. Now, previously, police officers um had some pretty. They had some pretty f- strong support from the public. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've done a very good job of getting people to line up behind them, uh, you know, and, and provide this, them valor. <laughs> this new poll of California voters is pretty striking to see the change. So um, the percentage of people who want to make it easier to prosecute officers uh, is 80%. That's oh, wow. wild. That is, yeah, that's pretty good. That's higher than banning chokeholds, which is 78%. Which, <laughs> kind of remarkable. Weird. I, I assume that that's because um, there's probably a percentage of people answering that poll who were like, well, they, aren't they already banned? Like, right, yeah. That's a stupid thing. I know. You know, we might have to dig into the cross tabs on this yeah. one and see, but, we, you know. Let's it, get, hey, let's get Maddie and Nate on this. Yeah. It still seems pretty good, you know. I mean, unless they just were interviewing like only the the most ridiculous like people, like subsection of people. This seems like it's probably pretty good. So, um, the redirect some police funds, seventy two percent. Okay, yeah. Let civilians sue officers, seventy percent. And this is the dumb one: limit police unions, sixty one percent, which. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I part get of the it. conversation, but yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a misleading, but yeah, it's, it is definitely a change has happened. And what's crazy is how all of this happened because we all just realized, you know what? Black lives matter and police are problematic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to change our mind about this. Um, it, it didn't have anything to do with all of the actual, um, direct action that was going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, th- this is, a, I read this article from, um, Oregon public broadcasting. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a, it called as nightly conflicts in Portland drew headlines, reforms gradually advance. Yeah. And, and it turns out whole- if you go out there every single day, uh, eventually the politicians will start to think of ways to get you to, to go away. What's funny is that the way this article is written is, is so torturously apparent that the person has no, they have no idea that there's a, there's a causation mm. between mm. the mm. uprisings and the changes. Hmm. what they what they are painting in their mind the idea the reforms have been uh carrying on as all this other stuff has been happening yeah yeah and that's and and it's just insane to me but there's once i read this article and and understood that that's this 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 person's uh viewpoint i see that everywhere yeah i was gonna say do you think that that's our nation's problem in general it's just like an inability to conceptualize the causes of problems there's no cause and relationship understanding like like history is just a list of things that happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no motivating forces or factors that that caused any of it. Yeah. Which yeah. is just like 
I mean, I think you see this in the country's attitude towards, I mean, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and uh, police and things like that, but also, you know, COVID as well. It's just like, you guys realize that there are, there's like a chain of events that occur for these things. There, like, there no, are forces. I just, listen, I just don't want to wear a mask. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like, just like, just like there are laws of physics. Mm. <laughs> it's the same thing that there's there's actions cause reactions forces are acting upon each other and you change things you change forces and the outcomes will change and and it's just like nobody nobody understands that these reforms didn't they weren't just chugging along by themselves right yeah the, that that wasn't what was happening instead it was like you know the the politician you know whatever portland city council or whatever is meeting because there are people out on the streets every day and the city council is like, how do we get these people to where they just go home? Because like this is like an untenable situation, you know? Right. Like this is the thing. Politicians do not like attention, generally speaking, especially like <laughs> any sort of negative attention. So not local politicians like uh, uh not at all. Yeah. So and they're th- like, how do we you know, how do we listen? We just want things to be peaceful and quiet. And uh, how do <laughs> they we just want to get how back do we to placate normal. these people, basically? So and that's and, how the reforms roll along. Well, and the thing is that the subtle insinuation of this this ideology that this person is expressing um, is that. You Direct can stop action. the protestings, okay? Because the changes are happening. Right, yeah, listen, anyway. we're, it's, you know, you can go home now. Things are progressing. It's fine. Y'all can calm down. But of course, yeah. that's when they, you know, hit the brakes on. That's when on things stop. Yeah. That's what we've seen every, you know, since 2014, when, when Black Lives Matter first, sta- first started, we've seen these like cycles. Mm-hmm. And it, the moment that the pressure is let up, Everyone just goes back to doing the same, the same uh, stupid crap that they've been doing, and so the 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 political pressure it, it has to come in the manner of direct action. It has to happen this way. It's not it's not voting. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Voting. And this is the thing. Like, voting is important and it is good, mm-hmm. but. It 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 is it was like necessary but nowhere even near sufficient, right? Yeah, it's kind of a poor signal of like what people actually want, especially in our system where the choices are constrained to two. Well, usually. and how do you change the choices? You right. change the choices by affecting the climate and the place that you're like living in, so that the candidates and the options and the platforms are different. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to naturally. A, a candidate that's perfect and good is not just going to naturally spring up out of nowhere. Right. And so you, you create th- th- your options mm-hmm. and that's, that's, I don't know. I've been thinking about that lot, a lot lately. And while it's upsetting to see like these dumb dumbs who don't understand it, it's also empowering to realize like, Oh no, we have the key for how to do things better and what, yeah. where to focus our energies. So that that's that kind of motivated me this week, which is why we're joining K Hive because they're the, the K Hive is they're, like they're a out there every day vehicle. on Twitter doing doing uh, direct action. Yeah, the, yeah. Listen, the K Hive is the vanguard of the Democratic Party now, <laughs> and we're happy to join it. And that's where you have to focus. Do not focus on all this other stuff. You're gonna go online and you're gonna bully people. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're gonna join your your K Hive comrades. Yeah. And then you're gonna go out on the streets and 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 make it known what your demands are. You know what I mean? So I don't know that. That gives me some hope. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.